Hello everyone, this is Carol Etoile on Hub Hopper. Uh, the pain finally went down, and after the reminder to uh, post another episode, I decided to post another one. And I'm going to talk about what I think many people have to deal with in their lives when they're dealing with, with mental illness or emotional upset. I have a module of emotions and thoughts processing in my process of mental, emotional, and self-health mesh. And... Um, the other four modules, uh, life experiences, life purpose, behavioral, and health, are factored into my uh, process. And those issues are fa- have been factored into my mental illness and emotional condition all my life. And uh, today I had to deal with some uh, adulting again. And what I mean by that is I had to do adult things that... The part of me that is still a child, hasn't developed yet, is still having much trouble handling. And it's like the adult part of me has to uh, work with it. Now, physically, behaviorally, technically, I can pick up a telephone and dial a phone number and make a phone call. I can do that. No problem. I can, I can do that. I can call my dentist office. I can call my endodontist office and um, ask them some questions. I can even write a script and uh, follow the script and read it on the monitor what I'm going to say to them, what I would like to request or ask about or talk about or you know a need that I need to have met. I can do all that stuff technically. Behaviorally, I can do that. I'm a 54-year-old grown-ass woman. I can do that. (sighs) Going through emotional processes and thoughts processes while I'm doing those things is a whole other story. That's why I have a separate module dealing with that, with the behavioral module. Now, in the behavioral module, I can make a to-do list. I can make a a to-do list and uh, discuss with myself, maybe even a partner or a mentor or a a, a life coach. I can discuss, uh, or a therapist, I can say, uh, my goal for today is to um, make two phone calls. And I had to make two phone calls today because they were important. I had to check and make sure that... um, The endodontist was going to finish a root canal that got started on an emergency basis by my general dentist. I had to make sure that was still going to get done. And I was still in the process of getting approval from the insurance of what was going to be covered. The uh, root canal procedure on a tooth. And um, I got my answer. The answer was yes, they could uh, do that. They could finish it, and they could still submit the procedure to Dentical, to the insurance. I live in California. I have Medicaid, so that's Dentical with dental, and I, I hope and pray other states in this country can have something similar. I really feel for those people.
people who live in other states that don't don't even have that. But I don't even have full coverage. They don't cover crowns, and I'll, I'll get into that in a second. They cover uh, stainless steel crowns, but dentists don't like to use them. And I keep feeling I have to remind Denical over and over again that dentists don't like to use those crowns that they do cover. And so I'm left having to get the um, the ones they don't cover, and then I have to pay for them out of out of pocket, or God forbid, some kind of payment plan. And thank goodness they fixed me up with that. That's another phone call I had to make. I had to call them and call the dentist and ask them, the general dentist, and ask them if we were on the same page with the uh, payment uh, procedure and on the same page with the method of payment. And my roommate, Bruce, even had to come in and uh, help me make the call because he had to ask a couple of questions to make sure he was on the same page with them as far as helping me make the payment was concerned until I can... Uh, make make my own payments when I get paid with my uh, benefits check uh, next month. Oh, what a mouthful. I'm killing myself here talking. But anyway, I'm having trouble right now even following my own process, my own thoughts process as I am talking. And I'm not, I wasn't sure if they were going to be able to understand what I was saying. Now, maybe that's a symptom of mental illness or emotional upset. I have anxiety about people understanding what I'm saying because I do have anxiety. I may come off talking too fast or not talking uh, correctly, not speaking very clearly. Um, I have depression and sometimes I'm shut down and I'm flat and I'm, I'm kind of in, in, in myself you know, I'm not quite there, and um, I'm afraid of how I might come off, and I'm even more afraid that I might annoy them on the phone. I mean, they're trying to do their job and get some get stuff done on their end, and they're trying to understand what I'm saying. Not to mention the bureaucratic process and the misunderstandings that they have to deal with on their end with the insurance and with um, whoever else they have to deal with. So this is very adult stuff I have to handle as a 54-year-old grown-ass woman who has to take care of herself, who's not under conservatorship, who's not living in a board and care, not, not even getting rental, rental assistance, not even getting rental benefits. And having to apply, that's a whole other story, having to apply for Universal Lifeline uh, two weeks ago and almost getting turned down because of a misunderstanding there. So I'm stressed out. I've been in pain for the past uh, three weeks. I've been in terrible pain with my tooth. Disappointed because I thought maybe it was finally going to be over with and done. And now I have to have this uh, root canal done. I have to have this um, crown replaced because uh, it's not a very good fit with a crown. In fact, it was a crown that uh, Dentical was covering, but is not very a very good fit for my tooth. So uh, having to explain to them why I had to have that done by my previous dentist uh, back in, uh, in March, having to explain that to my, the new general dentist, having to even explain that to the endodontist. So uh, having to deal with that and the anxiety, having to deal with flashbacks in, my li in the life experiences module, I'm dealing with flashbacks. I'm dealing with uh, complex post-traumatic stress disorder, which I, will like, I would like to call post-traumatic stress response. 
disorder to me sounds very final and very uh, down. And um, I do respect if someone wants to use the word disorder. That's their own mental wellness process. That's their own practice as mental health providers. I respect that, but I don't. Um, I don't use that word as a peer counselor. I don't use that word. I, if somebody wanted to do an email chat with me and wanted to still use the word disorder, I wouldn't uh, stop them. I wouldn't object. I wouldn't correct them. But that's that's because that's their mental wellness process. They. Um, they can say, I have complex post-traumatic stress disorder, Jen Carroll. And I'll say, okay, yeah, I can relate to having a, a complex post-traumatic stress response. And I'm, I'm learning how to, I'm trying to learn how to uh, reverse that. It is possible. I've heard about it. The brain has something called neuroplasticity, and we can train our brains. Right now, I am learning how to train my brain not to respond in an unfavorable way if only internally, when someone is busy or hurried or bureaucratic toward me. When I have to make a phone call now, I was able to uh, interact with them quite nicely today, but I had to have one lady explain something over and over to me a couple of times because it was a little confusing, and I thanked her very much for doing that for me, and I had to cope with uh, my guilt about dealing with that, about having her deal with that. I had to remember that they were doing their jobs. I had to remember that um, I was trying to get something done. We were both trying to get something done. And I had that attitude and I even I even was able to amicably tell them so. And we got along fine and we hung up. And now I'm looking forward to getting my root canal. Hopefully the pain will not go back up. Um, looking forward to um, getting that crown replaced next week. Hopefully not, not be in so much pain. And we'll cross the next bridge when we come to it. Um, I talked about the health module just now without even really doing it. I advise people to um, get a dental checkup. And if you're having some trouble getting a dental checkup, you can ask me for an email chat. And we can brainstorm and talk about that. Talk about why you're afraid of it. I had to go through flashbacks from my childhood and I had to learn other emotions and thoughts. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll tell you really briefly about uh, an experience I had with a tooth extraction of having a tooth pulled. I had to close my eyes there in the dentist chair and visualize the anesthetic going into my, into my blood vessels in my mouth, numbing me so that I wouldn't feel any pain while she was pulling my tooth. I, uh, she wanted to put me to sleep, but I didn't want to go to sleep. I wanted to be awake. And that's up to the individual again. I wanted to be awake while she was doing it. I don't, li I don't like general anesthesia. And um, I had to have general anesthesia, by the way, during an endoscopy. That's another uh, thing I had to deal with. I had to visualize myself waking up. I even, had, I even, I even uh, told the nurses that put me under, I would like you to please have only positive thoughts and positive conversation while you're working on me because I know that affects people in a coma and you're putting me in a med medically induced coma. Now let me fast forward back to the dental extraction. I visualized, I was numb. I didn't feel any pain. I visualized she was having trouble pulling the tooth that dentist was. And I visualized the tooth coming straight out 
She was having trouble. She was struggling with that. But just thinking, thinking of the goal in mind helped me calm down so I could relax. And it came out. It was very badly infected. And she was able to irrigate it and um, pull it and, and uh, dispose of it. And um, the recovery process was a whole other story. But I did a lot of visualization. I did a lot of um, thinking away from uh, the worst fear because I was having them. I was having a lot of fear and anxiety about what was going to happen to me. I kept thinking about complications and I kept telling myself that, you know, the more you think about the complications is the more you need to uh, validate your feelings in the life experiences module and um, think opposite emotions. That's a dialectical behavioral thing. Um, what would you like to feel? I want to feel peaceful. I want to know that I'm getting well. What does it feel like to get well? This is what I would like. And, um, you know, who knows? And I know many times, uh, we don't feel that many times, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. And I even listened to a YouTube video, um, about a phrase when God doesn't heal, when God doesn't heal you, maybe God wants you to experience something else positive, like, like love, like someone having compassion for you or, or you experiencing self-compassion. And I thought about that too, because I was having a really bad week. I, I was in so much pain for the past couple days and I was feeling so much despair. And I still knew that I didn't have to act on those feelings. I just needed to be very still. My mentor even coached me online from Canada and, and coached me to put my clothes on and get up and go to my appointment yesterday so I could get some treatment started. I was able to get that done. And I had a very compassionate, I had a very compassionate dentist watch me through a lot of, a lot of the pain and the fear when she was giving me the anesthetic before starting the root, the root canal. Um, I was having some anxiety and I kept thinking opposite emotions, calm peaceful, breathe. I was following her instructions and I consciously forced myself to trust her in the moment and to trust my body and trust myself. And the, then the procedure was over and she said, now do the next indicated thing, uh, call your endodontist. They need to finish it. And I did that today. And, um, we can live like adults. And if there are any children listening and they can understand, parental discretion is advised, but I want children to have hope too when they grow up. I don't want them to believe that their whole life is going to be like this. I don't want their parents to think they're never going to change or feel better. So, I'm going to go now. You're so loved, everybody. You're so loved. There is hope. There is hope. There's hope against hope. That's still hope, you guys. Have a good one.